You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Shubhank, and today we have Kate Sheridan, product marketer, joining me on the show. Hey, Kate. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Shubhank. You're most welcome, Kate. So today we'll be discussing on how data impacts the growth of an organization. And before we jump into the details, I'd like to introduce Kate to our audience. Kate co-leads product marketing for Salesforce B2B Commerce, a high-growth e-commerce platform powering millions of transactions for manufacturers, consumer goods, medical devices, tech, and more. Kate has over 10 years experience in marketing, including brand management at SC Johnson, market research consulting at Nielsen, and even pro bono work for a solar power education NGO in Nairobi. Kate went to Northwestern for undergrad and grad school, and she now has an MBA in marketing from Kellogg. Kate, I'm super excited to talk to you. Welcome to the show once again. Thank you. Me too. Let's jump in. Awesome, Kate. So as as we discussed earlier, there were multiple things that we touched base in terms of your experiences, in terms of marketing, how the changes have happened in a couple of years and things that you've seen taking a completely different different dynamic right now. So the first thing that I was actually trying to understand is that you being a marketer for different brands or you've had a lot of experience in different roles, what roles do you think data plays while planning your campaigns? Yeah, I think without using data, you're just effectively throwing out messages into the world, hoping that the right people are somehow going to see them. So you really want to be precise and have programs around operationalizing that data to inform and plan your campaigns. So my first experience in my career at Nielsen, I was working with consumer packaged goods manufacturers, modeling all the data that you get if you check out at the grocery store from retailers. And so it was hundreds of thousands of transactions that we would ultimately come up with some recommendations for what products should be on the shelf in that shelf assortment. And what was great is we could tailor recommendations by different segments, different regions, and then have our customers make marketing decisions informed by that data. So that was just one example of harnessing the power of all that transaction data to increase revenue because those assortment changes would ultimately increase the brand's sales at those retailers that that made the changes they recommended. And then now my focus on at Salesforce on our B2B commerce product, as you mentioned, it allows manufacturers similar to those initial clients I had that are consumer goods manufacturers, maybe of you know snacks selling to small retailers, med devices selling to business buyers, When they're using a B2B commerce site, they're capturing data points from those commerce channels, as well as all their other channels like phone, face-to-face. And so getting all this data together in one place changes the game for them so they can personalize experiences, show their buyers their order history, give them tailored marketing offers. So it allows that personalization that 
buyers expect, whether they're buying for B2B or like you and I for shopping that we do in our personal lives. Awesome. I think I think that was that was amazing. So and and at the same time, I think as you're actively supporting multiple teams at an organization to achieve their goals, how does data help you while addressing to their needs? Yeah, there are a couple of buckets here. I think what you want to prioritize as your team and the broader organization. So one example that we've had recently is within our Salesforce team, what we surveyed our sales org on what's most helpful to you um, in terms of the product marketing we're creating. And we found that customer stories make a really big difference in the sales cycle. They're a really valuable asset. So being able to take that data point and know that we want to prioritize that uh, has been really helpful going forward. Second, I think as you're telling stories and you want to motivate someone to change, adding data to that narrative makes it much more compelling. So we know, for example, 80% of B2B buyers prefer to be able to buy self-service for themselves online. So as we're putting together content and campaigns, just interspersing those sort of stats, sprinkling them in makes the the story more compelling. And third, I think if you're getting buy-in, like getting the CEO or CTO of your company, our prospects are frequently trying to get digital commerce prioritized, having a statistic. So we have an independent research through Forrester where they said, you're going to see revenue growth of 33% over three years, for example. Like having that stat helps them make the case to digitally transform. And then I think lastly, when you see results and when you're able to celebrate wins, like you're beating your sales targets, you're beating awareness efforts, like the awareness of your prospects of what you're marketing, having the data of like, hey, our, our order growth is up 150%, and then being able to dig into what drove that success helps make that success feel even more impactful. Absolutely. I can't agree more about this because, yeah, I'm I'm a part of a sales team, so I don't understand when a data helps us achieve achieve our goals. That's overwhelming. And uh, I'm pretty sure that it's, it's almost a similar situation for you guys because mm-hmm. you guys not only help your team achieve the goals, but other team help. I mean, other, other teams succeed. So it's going to be a great feeling, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So moving ahead, uh, having worked in FMCG companies earlier, what sort of data helped them the most to increase ROIs? Yeah, as I mentioned, when we when I was working to model those thousands of store transaction pieces of data, we were ultimately calculating how incremental items and brands were. And to to bring that to life a little bit for folks not familiar, if you think about milk and if you're at the store or these days shopping online for your milk for the week, you could have the options of 2% milk and skim milk. And if the if the retailer wants to add a third type of milk, they could add 1% milk or chocolate milk. And if you think about incrementality, chocolate milk is going to be way more incremental, right? Because if, if 1% isn't there, you could buy 2% or skim, but chocolate milk is totally different. So just to kind of bring to life what I mean with incrementality in this example, um, And what we saw is one of my clients was waste bag brand and a large retailer said, 
hey, we're going to delist your brand. We're just going to keep your competitor and get rid of your entire brand from our shelves. And luckily, we had some incrementality data that we could simulate, okay, what if you get rid of these items and this entire brand? And the retailer thought, oh, this other leading competitor will absorb most of those sales. Turns out that with our study, we found that wasn't the case and that the category would decline, I think around 30%. So we were able to tell that story to get the retailer to keep a number of items in that brand versus totally cutting them. And I think then another more recent example, I was just interviewing a customer of our Salesforce commerce product that it had decided to be digital first and close all of their in-person stores. And that was based on data because they had launched e-commerce and found that it was their most profitable channel. And as things were changing with their company priorities, they were able to run the numbers and say, hey, we can focus our efforts on e-commerce and recoup a lot of what we might have lost from in-person experiences and and really innovate and be a leader in that space. So I think anytime that companies can use data to calculate ROI or make those decisions, they're going to see a lot of confidence in the decision they're making and likely success. That's brilliant. Couldn't have been more great. So now we're going to the other parts that uh, now you know that you are a successful marketer in Salesforce. Can you share some thoughts on the initial challenges that you faced while shifting your industries? Yeah, as I was learning more about product marketing and making that shift from brand management, I found there were so many parallels to the two experiences. So when I worked at SC Johnson, I was focused on the brand Drano, knew all about the chemistry behind how the product worked and met with the chemist and the R&D team on my product. And that's similar to how I connect with our PMs today to understand all of the technical aspects of our commerce product. And then similarly with our sales teams, we across our portfolio and similar at a lot of companies where they're brand managers, you're focused on your brand, but your sales team might be selling the whole portfolio. So how do you get their mind share and enable them to help you meet your goals? And of course, keep the company goals in mind. It's the same idea at a company like Salesforce, and I'm sure others can relate that we have our sales team, we have overlap with other sales teams. So getting that mind share and uh, enabling folks as things change are similar opportunities in the roles. So I think for anyone looking to shift industries, anywhere you can draw parallels between the job description that you're looking at and the parallels where what you're doing today is a great way to do things. I think also taking on stretch assignments. I happen to be running the e-commerce efforts for our home cleaning brands when I was at SC Johnson. So that was really helpful when I was looking at Salesforce Commerce Cloud, which is all about e-commerce. I had that experience and could speak as a potential customer about and lend that expertise and add some value right away as I started, even though it was moving from consumer goods company to a tech company, you know, those parallels would serve me well. (laughs) That's brilliant. 
So finally, like, what's what what was your experience during pandemic? Because you saw that like every every industry in this in this globe had some sort of an effect of it. So, what changes had to be brought in to make your campaigns reach to your desired outcome? So, could you just explain us with that? Absolutely. So for us, selling a digital commerce product increase the relevancy and importance. And I was actually just speaking with an analyst yesterday who was reinforcing a lot of these same points that I had been thinking about and that our team's been seeing for the last year and a half. Really, um, for companies that weren't selling online before the pandemic, they needed to get online quickly. And this analyst gave a great metaphor of it's like cleaning out your closet or your garage. Companies knew that they needed to do that. It's something kind of on your to-do list, but it's at the bottom. There wasn't a lot of urgency before the pandemic, but then all of a sudden overnight when sales reps couldn't meet face-to-face, digital selling became so much more important. We had one customer who was selling disposable gloves. They had a huge increase in demand with the pandemic, of course, as you would imagine. And they were able to allocate their product as they were running short to their loyal customers because they had that all, all that data tied in with the, the CRM through Salesforce as well as digital commerce. So that meant if a spot buyer came to their site and wanted to buy them out of all their gloves, they wouldn't allow that transaction to go through. Instead, they prioritize those loyal customers who had been around for years. So I think for for us as our marketing team, we wanted to focus and play up the speed to market, which was already something luckily that our product does. So getting live in a couple of weeks, not so it's in the middle of a pandemic, you need to be live a few months ago. So, you know, quick, you can go live quickly. So we played that up in our campaigns throughout our marketing and telling those stories of our customers. But then on the other side, our digital events that we've been doing the past 18 months, Salesforce does so many physical events, and that's been such an important factor of our marketing for many years. So pivoting to digital has been challenging. I think trying to replicate some of the things like when you're at an event in person and networking after the session, we had, I led a breakout session after a webinar that was just on Zoom, very casual, like, hey, after the formal content, join, encouraged folks to unmute and ask questions. And what was great is we had about 40% of the attendees join. So we know there's a lot of webinar fatigue. People don't have a lot of time, you know, so I was really pleased with that attendance. And then we also had 20 minutes filled with Q&A with participants really jumping in. So I think there's we're still figuring that out. But any way you can get creative and just try something to replicate that in-person experience, it's it's worth a try. And, and so that was a case where we got some of it. I would say everyone's excited at some point to be able to you know be back at, at physical events. But we're we're doing our best in the meantime. That's very true because I think now the challenge has all changed from because earlier it used to be an in-person meeting and it's it, the experience used to be different for either the marketing mm-hmm. or anybody when you talk about. But today you want to provide a provide a personalized approach or a personalized experience, but over a digital platform. So mm-hmm. it's a completely different ball game that we're looking at today. So I'm pretty sure that you yeah, leaders like you would actually find a solution more effective. That 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 enables your customers and yourself to reach your um, intended audiences more effectively. So, 
all the very best kate i think it was it was amazing talking to you and uh, in the meantime there are other questions that i would like to ask you about is there any book blog or newsletter or a website that you would recommend our listeners to kind of follow Absolutely. The book that I recommend is called How to Wash a Chicken and it's by Professor Tim Calkins who was one of my marketing professors in business school at Kellogg. It's a great book because it breaks down when you're giving a business presentation how to make sure you're communicating effectively and that your message is being heard and received by the participants. So I think that's a, a great one to check out. Awesome. So and who are the three people that you recommend or give a shout out that we can bring them bring them on the show so yeah my shout outs are vivian sue she is a product marketer at afterpay megan lookabaugh who's a product manager at upgrade and jenny chang who's a product marketer at chime awesome that's amazing and uh, last question that uh, i'd like to ask you is that if our audiences want to get connected with you how do you think they could connect with you absolutely yeah i think reaching out to me over email or linkedin would be great and i'd love to chat with anyone who's interested that's brilliant thanks a lot for being on our show i really enjoyed having you on the podcast today it was great to be here thank you so much shivank awesome kate Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for joining with us, spending your time, sharing your experiences and thoughts. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us, and share these insights with your peers.